Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features four episodes of Little Orphan Annie. They all first aired in 1935. of the big surprise party we're going to have on her tonight. But first, attention everybody please, because tonight's the night when you're going to hear all about the big surprise that's coming for you. Yes, sir, the most beautiful and thrilling surprise Annie's ever had for her radio friends. Something absolutely new and different from anything you've ever heard over the radio before. So get your pencil and paper quick so you don't miss a single word of the big news I'll be telling you the very minute the adventure's over tonight. But now, for Annie's big surprise party. You remember, Joe's keeping Annie away from the farm so she won't catch on. And all Annie's school friends have arrived for the party already. And hear the noise they're making in the silo kitchen, running around Mr. and Mrs. Silo. And listen, there's Potato Face talking now. Hey, Squiddy, look at my new school. I saw in school today. It looks like a checker, boy. I declared it couldn't. Not so much noise. Not so much noise. <laughs> if Annie's anywhere near my house, she can hear a lot of you, most likely. Where's she coming, Mrs. Silo? Yes, Mrs. Silo. When will she be here? Are all the children here? Yes, ma'am. Everybody's at school. The only one that wouldn't come was Mike Gould. He didn't come, eh? Oh, he's just a story. Joe Corncastle had to give him a good licking today. Thought he wouldn't give the secret away to Annie. I declared his goodness. It served him right. When's Annie coming, Mrs. Silo? Well, Joe promised to have her here by 20 minutes to four. Oh, it's almost 20 minutes to four now. Yes, indeedy. I know it is. Hey, Timmy, take a look out of the window. See if you can see Joe and Annie coming. Okay. Now, you children can all hide in the parlor. And when you hear Annie and Joe inside, you can sit up and come running out and holler to God. All right, Mrs. Silo. Hey, get ready, everybody. It's really coming. Hey, oh, there. Get on the cover there. I declare to goodness, hide all of you, hide. Hurry up, hurry up. Yes, indeed, it gets hidden, you children. Hurry up. <laughs> it looks like we're all ready now, Ma. Paul, that tablecloth, pull it straight. All the presents are hidden out there. Uh, uh, she'll see them when she comes in. Sure, sure, Ma, sure. Quick, quick. You don't want her to suspect anything. Oh, my goodness, who's had it that over there on the windowsill? Throw that in the bedroom, Paul. Annie's got sharp eyes. She'd notice if there was anything wrong. Oh, I, I'll get it, Ma. Oh, there, now, I, I think everything's all right. Just in time, too, Ma. There's the young ones coming now. Sure enough. Oh, sorry, Annie. I'm sorry I couldn't find it. Oh, I'll bet there never was a beaver there. Honest there was, Annie. Peter and Paul told me. They said they saw him starting to build his house. We just didn't look in the right place, that's all. What's the matter there, you yours? Oh, I was going to show Annie a place where a beaver's building his house. And when we went over there, we couldn't find it. Mr. Silo? Uh, uh, what's the matter, Annie? It's been lizards. What's the matter with you? Me? <laughs> There's nothing the matter with Thank <laughs> you. 
where everybody can see it sparkling and shining when you wear it. Now, just think of that. And best of all, the ring you get will have your own particular birthstone in it because there are 12 different stones, a different stone for each month. For example, if your birthday comes in October, the same as Annie's, you'd get a beautiful simulated rose zircon in your ring. And the birthstone for November is a brilliant golden sapphire. Or if you were born in September, you'd get a simulated sparkling blue sapphire as the birthstone in your ring. So you see, there's an entirely different birthstone for every single month of the year. And Annie will see that you get the right birthstone for your birthday to make it your very own personal birthday ring. Can't you just see how proud you'll be of that? Because your ring will be different from all your friends unless they happen to have a birthday in the same month as yours. And listen to what else Annie put down this ring for you. Right next to the stone, where everybody can see it, it shows the month you were born in, spelled out right in the middle. And on the other side of the stone, in the same way, it tells the sentiment that goes with your birth month, a different word for each one of the 12 months. For example, if your birthday comes in October, like Annie's does, your ring will say October right next to the stone, and on the other side of the stone, it will say hope, because that's the special birthday sentiment for October. Boy, oh boy, did you ever dream of having a big, shiny, gold-plated birthday ring like that for your very own? You know, some ring that we've seen in the stores with imported birthstones just like these have sold for as much as 2 to $4. But you can't buy rings like these off in Annie birthday rings anywhere because they've been made up specially for Annie's radio friends, you boys and girls who drink your Ovaltine regularly. And you can get this ring for only 10 cents and one Ovaltine aluminum seal. Just think of getting a bargain like that. So send in right away. And now listen close because I'm going to tell you exactly how to get one of these beautiful gold-plated rings with your very own birthstone in it. Now here's all you have to do. Just print your name and address plainly on a piece of paper. Next, put down your birthday month, the exact month in which you were born. Now that's very important so Annie will know what kind of a birthstone ring to send you. Then... Just mail it in together with all of the thin, round aluminum seal from underneath the lid of a can of Ovaltine and also 10 cents in coins. Mail it to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. Or if you live in Canada, mail it to Ovaltine, Peterborough, Ontario. That's all you do. So remember, you put three things in the envelope when you send in for your birthday ring. First, you put in a piece of paper showing your name, address, and the month of your birthday. Second, you put in an Ovaltine aluminum seal. And third, you put in 10 cents in coins. And then, just mail the whole thing in to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. Say, I'll bet boys and girls everywhere will be sending in for their rings this very night. You certainly want to be the very first of all your friends to wear one of these birthday rings. Remember, you don't have to wait for your birthday to come around. You can send in right away, so you can begin wearing your ring in a short time. So ask your mother to get you a can of Ovaltine at her drug or grocery store because even if you have some at home now, you'll be needing another can pretty soon anyway. And then, as soon as you get it, just take out all of that thin, round aluminum seal. Put it in an envelope together with 10 cents in coins and a piece of paper printed plainly with your name and address showing also the exact month in which you were born. Then mail the whole thing in to Little Orphan Annie. Chicago, Illinois. Or if you live in Canada, mail it to Ovaltine, Peterborough, Ontario. And then Annie will send you your genuine gold-plated birthday ring with your own beautiful imported simulated birthstone in it, just as fast as you can. So get busy right now. And don't forget, be here right on time Monday at 545 to hear the exciting things that will be happening to Annie next. We'll see you Monday at 545 then. Goodbye.
and Sandy makes a pair. They never seem to have a care. Till little she, this little orphan Annie. Bright eyes, cheeks and rosy glow. There's a store of healthiness can be. My eyes always on the go. If you want to know, our set Sandy always wears a sunny smile. Now wouldn't it be worth the while if you could be like little orphan Annie? Well, here it is, 5.45 again, the time when you hear orphan Annie before drinking your Ovaltine every night. And say, wasn't that a thrilling surprise we had last week? When all you boys and girls found out that you could get a beautiful Orphan Annie birthday ring, just like the one Daddy Warbuck sent to Annie. Yes, sir, a big shiny ring with your own special birthstone in it to make it a personal birthday ring of your very own. So you certainly want to send in and get yours right away. But now, in case you didn't hear about it last week, listen close because I'm going to tell you all about this ring again and how absolutely different it is from any other ring you've ever seen before. You're going to get the surprise of your life when you see what a beauty it is. And how shiny and expensive looking, too. Because it's a genuine gold-plated ring. Yes, sir. It's finished in genuine 24-karat gold plate with a special rose gold finish over that. Just as bright and shiny as it can be. And what's more, it's an automatic fitting ring. So you can adjust it exactly right to wear on nearly any finger you want. Mm, But that's only half the story. Here's the biggest thing of all. Just wait till you see the keen-looking birthstone you get in your ring. It's a handmade, simulated birthstone that was especially imported from Europe. And it's not just a little stone. No, sir, it's a big birthstone, three-eighths of an inch across. And it just twinkles and shines and sparkles like everything. Because it has 42 facets or sides to it to reflect the light, just like a real jewel does. Believe me, nobody's going to miss seeing it sparkle and shine when you wear it. Can't you just see how proud you'll be? Best of all, you get your own special birthstone in this ring. Yes, sir. And he sees that you get the right birthstone for your birthday month. For example, if your birthday comes in October like Annie's does, she sends you a beautiful simulated rose zircon in your ring. Or if you were born in November, your stone is a beautiful simulated gold sapphire. Or if your birthday came last month in September, Annie will send you a simulated sparkling blue sapphire set in your ring. I haven't time to tell you about all the birthstones, There's 12 different birthstones, a different one for every single month. And they're all beauties, too. And on top of all that, this ring shows the exact month in which your birthday comes. And it also shows the special birthday sentiment for your month. Now, just think of that. For example, if your birthday comes in October like Annie's does, your ring has October spelled out right in the middle, close to the stone where everybody can see it. And on the other side of the stone, it will say, Hope, because that's the special birthday sentiment for October. Boy, won't your friends be surprised when they see you wearing a beautiful ring like that? Because while lots of people may have ordinary rings, nobody ever had a birthday ring like this with your own birthstone and birth month and birthday sentiment right on it. You know, we've seen rings with imported simulated birthstones like these selling in the stores for as much as 2 to $4. But you can't buy one of these orphan Annie birthstone rings anywhere because these rings are made up specially just for Annie's friends who drink Ovaltine just so you can get one for only 10 cents in coins and one Ovaltine aluminum seal. Now, just think of getting a bargain like that. So don't lose any time about sending for yours. And now, here's exactly how you can get this beautiful gold-plated birthstone ring. Listen close, because here's all you have to do. Just print your name and address plainly on a piece of paper. Next, put down your birthday month, showing the exact month in which you were born. That's very important, so Annie will know exactly what kind of birthstone to have put in your ring. Then, just mail that paper in, together with all of the thin, round aluminum seal from underneath the lid of a can of Ovaltine, and also ten cents in coin. Mail it to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. Or if you live in Canada, mail it to Ovaltine, Peterborough, Ontario. That's all there's to it. And then Annie will send you your birthstone ring just as fast as she can. So get busy right now. And if you didn't get those instructions exactly right, keep listening because I'll go over them with you again as soon as tonight's adventure's over. But now, let's see what's happening to Annie. Here it is, the day after her birthday party. And Annie's standing on the main street of Simmons Corners with Joe. They've just come out of Ryder's Drugstore, where they've been feeding themselves to some of those cold old shake-ups. Listen, Joe's talking now. 
Gosh, you always feel a whole lot better after a good shake-up, don't you? Sure you do. You can't beat a shake-up for a treat. What do you want to do now? Well, how about going over and seeing Mr. Caslin, the editor of the Gazette and Chronicle? Gee, I wonder what he'll say when he sees that new ring you got. Well, I'll bet you he'd like to see it. Besides, I want to thank him for the nice story he put in the paper about my birthday party. All right, let's go over and see him. Come on. Watch yourself going across the street. It's okay. There's nothing coming. Let's go. I hope Mr. Caslin will be there. Chuck, he might not be there, you know. They always take it kind of easy just after the paper comes out. Well, we'll see anyhow. Come on in. Yes, yes, I hear you. What is it now? There he is. He's here. Come on, we'll go in his office. Hello? Hello? Yes? Yes? What? No, I can't hear you. Don't holler so loud. Take it easy. He's talking on the telephone. Now tell me all over again, Jake. He's talking to Jake. Who's there? Oh, hello, Annie and Joe. Hello, Mr. Caslin. Well, just wait till I get through talking here. Uh, hello now, Jake. Now tell me all over again. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sorry, Jake, but I don't know what you're talking about. Why not run over here for a couple of minutes and tell me what it is? All right. That was Jake. We heard him, Mr. Caslin. We could hear him sputtering at the other end. <laughs> I couldn't understand what he was trying to tell me. I was trying to get some money out of him for an ad in the paper. That's what they usually do when the paper's out. Spend the next couple of days collecting for the advertising. Well, how are you children, anyhow? Oh, we're fine. I wanted to drop in to thank you for the nice story you wrote about my birthday party. Hmm, you liked it, huh? It was awfully nice. Sorry I couldn't get out to the party. Miss Silo asked me to come. You see, I wanted a piece of that birthday cake. Well, you missed something. It was a swell birthday cake. One of Mrs. Silo's best. I heard you got a lot of nice birthday presents, too. They were just grand. Say, is that one of the presents, that ring I see sparkling on your finger? Yes, Mr. Caslin. That's the ring Daddy Warbuck sent me. How do you like it? My, that's a beauty. That's your birthstone in there? Sure, Mr. Caslin. It's a rose zircon. Mm. That's the birthstone for October. Well, now, that's fine. <laughs> Feel pretty grown up, don't you, with a nice ring like that on? Oh, I think it's grand. Gee, you ought to see some of the other swell things I got, too. Well, the next time I'm out on RFD number one, I'll drop in and you can show them to me. Sure, I'll be glad to. Oh, uh, what's happening to Mr. Warbucks these days? Oh, he's over in Europe someplace. Golly, you know the way he jumps around. I thought he was down in South America. He sent me the ring from Czechoslovakia. Here, let me write that down. I'll have to make a news note of that for the next issue of the paper. Uh, sit down, the two of you, and talk to me. Oh, you're probably busy. No, I'm not, Annie. You know how it is just after the paper comes out. Nothing to do for a couple of days. Just been sitting here calling up some of the advertisers who haven't paid their bills yet, that's all. How is business, Mr. Caslin? <laughs> well, it's a whole lot better than last year. Farmers are better paying their bills, so the stores are better paying theirs. Don't get me wrong about Jake. He's all right. He always pays his bills. Last time we were in there, he said he wasn't feeling very well. Yes, he's been looking kind of peaked for the last couple of months. He's sick, I guess. I feel kind of sorry for him. He's, he's all alone down there at the Emporium, too. Yes, he says he's not making enough to hire an assistant. And there's somebody coming in now. Yes, that's probably Jake. <laughs> now we'll see what he wants. Here he comes. Mr. Coswell. Uh, hello, Jake. How are you? Why, I'm not so good, Mr. Coswell. Not so good. Hey, look who's here. Hello, Jake. Hello, Amy. Hello, Joe. You're visiting Mr. Coslin, huh? Yeah, we just dropped in to see him. Well, we better be pushing along, Mr. Coslin. You probably got business with Jake. No, no, Annie. You don't have to go. They don't have to go, do they, Jake? Not for me, they don't have to. Even though it is bad news I got for you yet. Bad news? What's this, Jake? What's this? We better go, Mr. Coslin. No, no. Stay here, Annie. I've got an idea. I know just what it is. Jake doesn't want to pay his bill. You hit the head on the nail, Mr. Coslin. But the paint I shouldn't want to pay you. No, no, no. Just two weeks more you should give me. It's only $22.15, Jake. That's all right. It ain't that. Uh, I know you wouldn't mind. It's my mama. She always said to me, Jakey, when you're a businessman, always pay your bills by the 15th. We'll pay on the first should you get a discount. <laughs> now, this $22.15, Mr. Coslin... 
the same that I shouldn't got the money. Oh, then you got it, huh? Sure, I got it. Every penny of it. Only... Only what? I should give it to a specialist, Dr. Wyman. Who's that? You owe him money, too? Not yet, but I will soon. You know Dr. Riggs? Sure. Well, I don't feel so good, so finally I go by Dr. Riggs. He look at me. Ay, 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 it's bad, he says. It's bad. Jake, he says, you're a sick one, all right. Hmm, something serious, Jake? Yeah, I guess so. For me, the healthiest fellow you ever saw in your life. You don't look so healthy right now. You wouldn't mind if I sit down for a minute, Mr. Coslin? I, I don't feel so good. Why, no, no. Sit down, Jake. There. You all right now? Yeah, yeah. I feel better. Dr. Reeks, he say I got to see a specialist, Dr. Wyman. Mm, that's too bad, Jake. I got to go see him tomorrow. He's over in Somefield. Twenty-five dollars it will cost me. I, I should have been a specialist. Well, if you didn't need it, Jake, I don't think Dr. Riggs would have suggested it. You'd better do what he tells you. I guess he knows his business. You think I should go by this specialist, huh? Sure. You want to get well, don't you? I, 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 sure. Mm, then you better go see him. Two weeks more and then I, I'll get you your money. I'll pay you in two weeks. $22.15. Why, sure, Jake. That's all right. I told you your credit was good around here. You take just as long as you want. There's no hurry. If you need the money to go see a doctor, why, you just go ahead and use it. You can pay me later. Dr. Riggs, he say, maybe this specialist saved my life. I guess you save a time, Mr. Coslin. You get fixed up, Jake. I want to run a lot more ads for the Emporium. Well, I got to go see him tomorrow. Now I got the money, but uh, I got to worry who'll take care of the store while I'm away. Hmm. Hey, I have an idea. Well, I wonder what Mr. Caslin's idea is. I have a hunch that Mr. Caslin struck on something that may be a big help to Jake. And perhaps something that may mean lots of fun for Annie and Joe, too. So don't miss hearing this big idea. And now, everybody listen carefully, because I'm going to tell you more about how you can get that beautiful gold-plated orphan Annie birthday ring with a beautiful simulated birthstone in it, and your own birth month and birthday sentiments spelled out right on it so as to make it your very own personal birthday ring. Believe me, it's a beauty. Nobody ever had a ring like it before. And some rings we have seen with imported simulated stones like these have been selling for as much as 2 to $4 in the store. But you can't buy an orphan Annie birthday ring anywhere because they were made up specially just for Annie's radio friends who are drinking Ovaltine every day. And just so you get one for only 10 cents in coin and one Ovaltine aluminum seal. That's the biggest bargain you've ever seen. So get busy right away. And now, here's all you have to do. Just print your name and address plainly on a piece of paper. Next, put down your birthday month, the exact month in which you were born. Then, put this paper together with all of the thin round aluminum seals from underneath the lid of a can of Ovaltine and also 10 cents in coin in an envelope. Then, mail it to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. Or if you live in Canada, mail it to Ovaltine, Peterborough, Ontario. Now, that's all there is to it. So, don't forget. That's three things you put in the envelope. First, you put in the paper with your name, address, and your birthday month printed plainly, the exact month in which you were born. Second, you put in an Ovaltine aluminum seal. And third, you put in ten cents in coins. And then, just mail the whole thing in to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. So ask your mother to get you a can of Ovaltine at her drug or grocery store right now because even if you have some at home now, you'll be needing another can pretty soon anyway. And the quicker you get it, the quicker you'll be able to send in for your beautiful gold-plated Orphan Annie birthstone ring. So get busy right now. And be sure and be here right on the dot tomorrow at 545 because nobody wants to miss the fun and excitement when we hear what Mr. Caslin's big idea is about helping Jake. That'll be tomorrow at 545. Until then, goodbye. Cheddar Bar, the one that's pretty Auburn law. 
do you see? It's little orphan Annie. She and Sandy make a pair. They never seem to have a care. You little cheese, this little orphan Annie. Bright eyes, cheeks of rosy glow. There's a store of healthiness and be my eyes always on the go. If you want to know, our set Sandy always wears a sunny smile. Now wouldn't it be worth the while if you could be like little orphan Annie? Well, here it is, 5.45 again, the time when you hear Orphan Annie before drinking your Ovaltine every night. If you haven't sent for your ring yet, you certainly want to get busy right away. Believe me, you're going to be thrilled when you see what a beauty it is and how big and shiny and expensive looking it is because it's a genuine gold-plated ring. Yes, sir, it's finished in genuine 24-karat gold plate with a special rose gold finish over that. And just imagine how bright and shiny it will be. And besides, it's an automatic fitting ring, so you can adjust it exactly right for nearly any finger you want to wear it on. But remember, that's only the beginning. Just wait till you see the keen-looking stone that's set in this ring. Boy, it's a sparkler. It's a handmade, simulated birthstone, specially imported from Europe. What's more, it's a big stone, three-eighths of an inch across, and it sets up high on a stylish, modernistic setting in your ring so nobody can miss seeing it shining and sparkling when you wear it. And best of all, it will be your own special birthstone. Yes, sir. Annie sees that you get the right birthstone in your ring for the month you were born in. For example, if your birthday comes in October, like Annie's does, you'll get a beautiful simulated rose zircon in your ring. Or if you were born in January, your stone would be a simulated red garnet. Or if your birthday comes in February, you'd get a simulated amethyst, a beautiful purple stone in your ring. And you should see the other birthstones for all the other different months. They're all beauties, too, and your ring will be different from everybody else's, unless their birthday comes the same month as yours. Besides all that, remember, this ring shows everybody the exact month you were born in and the special birthday sentiment for your month. Now, just think of that. For example, if your birthday comes in October like Annie's does, your ring will have October spelled right out in the middle, close to the stone where everybody can see it. And on the other side of the stone, it will say, Hope, because... That's the special birthday sentiment for October. And say, Dad, you imagine how proud you'll be to own a wonderfully different ring like that with your own birthstone and birth month and birthday sentiment right on it? Mm, nobody ever had a ring like it before. We've seen some rings with imported simulated stones like these selling for as much as 2 to $4 in the store. But you can't buy an orphan any birthday ring like this anywhere. They're not for sale because they were made up specially just for Annie's radio friends who are drinking Ovaltine every day. Then you can get one for only 10 cents in coin and just one Ovaltine aluminum seal. That's the biggest bargain you've ever seen. So don't lose any more time, but send for yours right away because here's all you have to do. Just print your name and address plainly on a piece of paper. Next, put down your birthday month, showing the exact month in which you were born. That's very important so Annie will know exactly what kind of birthstone to have put in your ring. Then, just mail that paper in together with all of the thin, round aluminum seal from underneath the lid of a can of Ovaltine and also 10 cents in coins. Mail it to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. Or if you live in Canada, mail it to Ovaltine, Peterborough, Ontario. That's all there's to it. So remember, you put three things in the envelope when you send in for your ring. First, you put in the paper with your name, address, and birthday month printed plainly. Second... You put in an Ovaltine aluminum seal. And third, you put in 10 cents in coins. And then just mail the whole thing in to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. And Annie will send you your beautiful gold-plated birthstone ring just as fast as she can. So get busy right now. And now, tonight's adventure starts right where we left off yesterday, in Mr. Caslin's newspaper office in Simmons Corners. You remember Jake, the owner of the Emporium, was telling Mr. Caslin and Annie and Joe how he was so sick that he'd have to close the store every afternoon and take a nap. Oh, but listen to what Mr. Cousin had to say to that. Yes, Jake, I got an idea. I, uh, maybe it's an idea I should use, huh? Well, now listen, Jake. Not only concerns you, but these two children here, too. Us? Mm-hmm. Here's poor Jake. He's sick. He 
probably oughtn't to be working at all. You should take the words out of my mouth, Mr. Goslin. That's what Dr. Riggs says, too. He says you're a sick one, all right, Jake. Maybe you shouldn't work at all. I thought so. Aye, 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 but what should happen to the business if I shouldn't wait? Well, you have to keep the emporium running. Dr. Riggs, he says every afternoon should I have a nap. Aye, 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 I should close my store just so I could have a nap yet. Well, listen, Jake, here's my idea. Why not get Annie and Joe here to help you run the emporium? How? Golly! Yeah, I think it'd be a good idea. Come down and help you out afternoons after school and on Saturdays. What do you think of that, Annie? Leaper Lizard? I don't know. I don't know, Mr. Caslin. I never attended the door before. Neither did I. What do you think of the idea, Jake? Do, do you think they could do it yet, Mr. Coslin? <laughs> Can't think of anybody around Simmons Corner who could do it any better. What would you do if you didn't get anybody to help you? What could I do, Mr. Coslin? Only close up the Emporium early and go have that nap. That's what the doctor says. Well, that's just why you'd be making a big mistake, Jake. You have to keep the Emporium open from 9 o'clock until 6 every day. If people came there and found the front door locked and nobody around, what do you suppose they'd think? Such a business. They think you'd gone out of business, Jake. They'd stop going to the Emporium. Ay, ay, ay. If six people stop coming to the Emporium, there shouldn't be any business yet. Well, that's the whole idea. You want to keep the store open the regular hours every day. Now, you can't do that and have a rest every day like the doctor orders unless you get some help. I, I can't pay no great big salaries, you see. I don't think Annie and Joe here would want a whole lot of money, would you, Annie and Joe? Oh, golly, Mr. Caslin, we'd be glad to do it, just to help out Jake. He's sick and he has to take it easy. Uh, no, no, you can't break for nothing. That ain't fair either. Well, gee, Jake, we haven't even said we'd do it yet. I'm still thinking it over. Hmm. not scared, are you, Annie? Well, of course we're not scared, Mr. Caslin. It's only that we don't know anything about running a store, that's all. It's a business. Hmm. You could show them, couldn't you, Jake? Sure, I showed them. It ain't nothing, only knowing yet what everything costs, and making change, and wrapping bundles. Jumping grasshoppers. I've got an idea there's a whole lot more than that to it. <laughs> well, maybe there is, Annie. The thing you ought to do is go down to the emporium with Jake and find out. He's sick, and the doctor says he should have a rest every afternoon. You can help him out afternoons and Saturdays. It's getting along towards the cold weather now, and there isn't much to do outside. Well, I suppose his work keep is busy. Well, why do you think we could do it, Mr. Caslin? Hmm. I reckon I know what you two children can do. Helped me a lot with the Gazette and Chronicle, didn't you, when I first came here? I got an idea you can do the same thing for Jake. <laughs> Probably make things hum up and down Main Street here for a while. I guess Simmons Corners could stand a little of that. Gee, I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Shucks, Annie, I don't know. It's up to you. I like you should help me, Annie. You got a good business head, I bet. I like the idea, Annie. It ought to be a lot of fun tending store. You could do it. You know how to make change and talk to people. There's nothing for you to be afraid of. Oh, oh, we're not afraid, Mr. Caslin. I'm just thinking, that's all. I, I pay you, Annie and Joe. It won't be much, but... I pay you. Oh, that's not it, Jake. It's not the money we're thinking about. We, we'd be glad to help you out, wouldn't we, Joe? Sure. No, no. You shouldn't wake and not get paid. I pay you, yes. You wouldn't have to give us any more than you thought we were worth. We could work for a while, and then you could decide how much we were worth. Mm. I know what had happened. Before long, Jake would be giving the two of you an interest in the business. <laughs> I ain't got no partners yet, Mr. Coughlin. Hey, there ain't nobody to keep the Emporium going after I'm gone. Well, before long, you'll probably have two of them. I know these children, Jake. Sure, I know them pretty good myself. Well, it's up to you, Annie. What do you think? How about it, Joe? I'll do anything you want, Annie. You go ahead and decide. Hmm. All right, we'll do it. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> there you are, Jake. Now you can go right ahead and be as sick as you want a couple of the best assistants in Simmons Corner. Oh, no, Mr. Kaplan. We want him to get well. That's why we're going to help him. Uh, you come down to the Emporium after school tomorrow, huh? Tomorrow I got to go by Sunfield and see that specialist. Sure, we'll be down tomorrow, Jake. You can start teaching us what to do. 
I, I don't expect we'll learn it all in one afternoon. But we'll try hard anyhow. It's hard as learning where everything is. You learn where all the stock is, and then it's easy. Well, we'll see when we get down there tomorrow. We'll come right after school tomorrow, Jake. You, you are lifesavers, maybe, huh? I shouldn't forget how you helped me out. Oh, golly, Jake. Don't be pinning any bouquets on us till you see how we do. Maybe we won't make storekeepers after all. Sure you will. Sure you will. You got the good business head. I can see it. I, I can see it plain. Well, the big thing is, Jake, you can go ahead with your duck. You won't have to worry about the emporium. I know Annie and Joe look at you just as well as anybody could. We'll do our best, won't we, Joe? Sure we will. Now I got to hurry back by the store. Maybe there's been a lot of customers. Maybe I, I lose some good business. I got to go, Mr. Coslin. It's all right now about that $22.15? Sure, Jake. Your credit's good as the Gazette Pronto. If you want to run another ad in the meantime, you just let me know. I got nothing special to sell right now, Mr. Coslin. I don't need no advertising yet. Uh, but I pay you that $22.15 in two weeks. It's all right, Jake. Well, I... I got to go now. Hey there, be careful. You look a little bit wobbly. It's like the bell on the front door yet ringing in my ears. Hey, you better sit down again for a minute. No, no. I'll be all right now. I got to get back to the store. You be careful now. You want Joe and me to walk back to the store with you, Jake? No, no. I'll be all right. See, uh, I'm all right now, I am. Goodbye, Mr. Coslin. Goodbye, Jake. Will I see you and him here at the store tomorrow afternoon? Sure, Jake. Uh, hey, Jake, what's the matter? Hey there, Joe. Grab him. Here, Jake. Oh, gosh. Gosh, he almost fell over. You better sit down again, Jake. It, it's all right now. I, I feel better now. I got to get back to the Emporium. I think you children have better take him back there. I don't think he can make it himself. Uh, no, no. I'm all right. Here now, Jake. I don't think you could get across the street by yourself. You let Annie and Joe take you back to the store. Sure, Jake. We'll take you back. I don't see how you'll be able to get to Sunfield to see that specialist by yourself tomorrow. Ought to have somebody to go with you. I should get a little rest. Uh, I'll be all right. You better rest all day, then, so as you'll be able to go. Say, how are you going to get over there? I take the bus. Nothing doing. You get one of the boys from the livery stable to drive you over probably be glad to do it for a dollar. Then you'll have somebody to look after you. We could go with you, Jake. No, no. You've got to stay watch the store. I'd better get him back to the Emporium now, Annie and Joe, so he can get rested up. He ought to be in bed now. That's where he ought to be. We'll take care of him, Mr. Caslin. Come on, Jake. Well, isn't that just like our Annie? She's pitching right in and helping poor old Jake already. And say... Won't it be fun when Annie and Joe start heading store? But I wonder what Mr. and Mrs. Silo are going to say when they hear the news. And don't forget what I told you. If you haven't sent in for your orphan Annie birthday ring yet, you certainly want to get busy right away. Because thousands of boys and girls everywhere are sending in for this beautiful gold-plated birthday ring. With a big, shiny, sparkling birthstone in it. And they'll all begin wearing theirs mighty soon now. So ask your mother to get a can of Ovaltine at her drug or grocery store right away. And as soon as you get it, take out all of that thin round aluminum seal from underneath the lid of the can and send it in together with ten cents in coins and a piece of paper showing your name, address, and birthday month printed plainly. Mail it to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. And then Annie will send you your beautiful gold-plated birthstone ring just as fast as she can. And don't forget, be here right on time tomorrow at 545 to hear the exciting things that'll be happening to Annie next. And so until tomorrow at 5.45 then, goodbye. It's little orphan Annie. 
and Sandy makes a pair. They never seem to have a care. Till little she, this little orphan Annie. Bright eyes, cheeks of rosy glow, there's a sore of healthiness handy. My eyes always on the go. If you want some more, our set Sandy always wears a sunny smile. Now wouldn't it be worth the while if you could be like little orphan Annie? Well, here it is, 5.45 again, the time when you hear orphan Annie before drinking your Ovaltine every night. Every time you treat yourself to Ovaltine, you're helping Annie, too, because that's the way you help to keep her adventures going on the radio. So, if you haven't had your Ovaltine lately, ask your mother to get you a can at her drug or grocery store right away. And remember, it's specially important to get that Ovaltine now, because then you'll have a chance to get that beautiful Orphan Annie birthday ring we've been telling you about. Boys and girls everywhere are sending in for their rings now, and everybody who sees this ring wants one like it right away. They just can't get over what a beauty it is. With its genuine gold-plated finish and its beautiful big birthstone that sparkles and shines like everything. And so, you certainly want to get busy and send in for your ring this very night. Be sure to keep listening after tonight's adventure is over because I'm going to tell you exactly how you can get your Orphan Annie birthday ring if you get busy right away. But now, for our adventure. You remember last time we heard that Jake, the owner of the Emporium in Simmons Corners, is very sick and he wants Annie and Joe to help him tend his store after school every day. But now, here it is almost supper time in the silo kitchen. There's Mr. Silo reading the newspaper, and Mrs. Silo is busy at the stove getting supper. And listen to what she says now. <laughs> What's the matter, Pa? <laughs> oh, what is it? What are you laughing at? Oh, I, I've just been reading a story Mr. Catherine put in the paper about Annie's birthday party. Oh, yes. Isn't it nice? He called me up on the telephone and I told him all about it. Uh, did Annie see it? Sure she did, Pa. The paper's been here since yesterday. My land, where's your memory? She was talking about it at the supper table last night. Oh, just mustn't have been paying much attention, huh? Uh, must have slipped by me entirely. I probably thought you were talking about the party. Well, I certainly thought it was a real nice party, didn't you? <laughs> it sure was, more. Never attended a better one. Think the young'uns enjoyed it? Mm, they must have, judging by the vittles they ate. Sure made enough noise around here, too. Made enough for a couple of parties. And he got some nice presents, didn't she? Yes, indeed. And I'm glad she made her feel good. <laughs> Did you know that the day before the surprise party, she thought everybody'd forgotten all about her birthday? She didn't. <laughs> sure, she did. Joe told me. Well, must have been a real surprise, eh? Of course it was. <laughs> that birthday ring Mr. Warbuck sent up was real nice, wasn't it? It was a beauty. That's what it was, Pa. Imagine it, having a regular stone in it, too. Her birthstone. <laughs> Seems to me the young one's pretty proud of it, too. Of course she is. Any child would like a ring. But a ring like that with her own birthstone in it, hmm, that's something you don't see everybody wearing. No, indeedy. Uh, by the way, where are the young ones? Haven't seen them all afternoon. Ought to be getting home soon, oughtn't they? Yes, indeedy. It's most supper time. Where'd they go? Well, uh, I'm not sure, Paul. But I've got an idea. They went to town. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'd give Joe Quarter yesterday for helping me fix the harness and clean out the barn. <laughs> I've got an idea. It's probably burning a hole in his pocket. <laughs> well, they'll be along soon, I guess. They're never late for supper. Yes, I suppose so. Annie said something about seeing Mr. Caslin. That's why I think they went to town. Well, I I suppose the quarter helped. <laughs> yes, indeedy. <laughs> uh, I'll have to ask Joe what he did with it. You do that, Paul. Oh, hey, Ma. Oh, what is it? Look at Sandy. Look at his ears. Mm, he hears somebody coming. Kings are going, too. I'll bet you it's the youngest. I guess so, Paul. Who is it, Sandy? 
Is it Annie? <laughs> it's them, all right. Come on, Sandy. We'll go open the door for them. <laughs> yeah, that's them, all right. Come on in there, you young. Hello, Mr. Silo. Oh, Mr. Silo, are we late? No, Mrs. Silo. No, you're right on time. We were beginning to wonder, though, if you were coming. Weren't we, Paul? That's right, Ma. Well, we were in town. I wanted to see Mr. Caslin and thank him for that story he put in the paper about my birthday party. <laughs> I got an idea. I can tell you something else you did, too. What, Mr. Silo? Bet you went to Ryder's drugstore and had one of them shake-ups, too. Shucks, did somebody see us in there? <laughs> no. Well, I just guessed it. <laughs> Had an idea that's what you'd be doing. Now, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. Is there anything I can do, Mrs. Silo? No, Annie, I've got the table all set. We'll be ready to eat in a minute. Mm, Mrs. Silo? Yes, Annie? Will it be all right if I don't get home in time to set the supper table for a couple of weeks? Oh, that's right, Annie. Tell them the big news. Big news? What's this? What's this? You mean uh, you children are going to be this late coming home every day? Is Miss Clayton going to keep you after school? You go to town every afternoon? Yeah, that's it, Mr. Silo. We have to go to Simmons Corners every afternoon right after school. And on Saturdays, too. Well, I declare to goodness. Well, what's up now? We, well, we're going into business, aren't we, Joe? Sure. We're going to be clerks. And a lot of other things, too, I suppose. For mercy's sake. What's all this? What's all this? Yeah, it's true, Mr. Silo. We're going to work at Jake's Emporium. See, now. Now, what's the idea of doing that, Annie? My goodness, you children are in school all day. You ought to have some time to play. Leaping lizards, we think it'll be grand. Tending store. That's something not every boy or girl gets a chance to do. Well, I sure. Now, how in the world did you get around to doing that? Oh, it'll just be for a little while, Mr. Silo, till Jake gets feeling better. He's sick, and he needs somebody to help him out. That's the reason we're doing it. Is he really sick? Sure, Mr. Silo. Why, Dr. Riggs can't even do anything for him. He has to go over to see a specialist in Sunfield tomorrow. Well, what do you mean? For mercy's sake, he must be sick. He's supposed to rest every afternoon. That's why we're going to help him. We're going to look after the store for him every afternoon until he gets feeling better. Well, that's too bad. Jake's a real nice fella, too. Mm, he's pretty sick, Mrs. Silo. He was in Mr. Caslin's office this afternoon, and we had to help him back to the Emporium. <laughs> so you youngers are going to be storekeepers. Yeah, I think we're going to have a grand time. Jake going to pay you, too? Well, sure he is, Mr. Silo. Of course, we can't expect to get a lot, because we don't know anything about business. I told him he should give us just what he thought we were worth. Mm, you should have settled with him how much you're going to get. He probably won't pay you near what you'll be worth to him. Oh, we don't care about the money, Mr. Silo. It'll be a lot of fun just doing it. And Jake's all right. Honest, he is. I know he'll give us what we should have. Gosh, just making any money, it'd be fine. We can save it and use it to buy Christmas presents. <laughs> You're looking pretty far ahead, aren't you, Annie? It's not so long to Christmas, Mr. Silo. That's right, Pa. It's almost the first of November now. Yes, I think it'd be pretty nice having money of our own to get Christmas presents with. Sure it would. <laughs> so you're going to be storekeepers. Well, that's quite a thing, all right. There's a whole lot to run in a store. Most folks don't appreciate just how much there is. Well, Jake's going to teach us all about it. It's not just only handing out things to folks who come in. It's getting the right kind of things that folks want to buy, and then it's getting them to buy, too. Selling them, and then selling them more. <laughs> it's salesmanship, that's what it is. I guess Jake needs a little of that down at the Emporium. Yes, I don't reckon he ever set the world on fire. It's all. It's just a store, that's all. Folks go in there when they want something that they think it's got. There's more to run the store than that. You want to make them come in. Oh, I don't think Jake would mind if business was better. He needs more money now since he's sick and has to spend a lot of money on doctor bills. Golly, if you get any good ideas, Mr. Silo or Mrs. Silo, you'll be sure and tell us about them. <laughs> I will, Annie. Well, I'll tell you what I think you ought to do, Annie. What's that, Mrs. Silo? Oh, try to brighten the place up a little bit. Jake always had that store of his all cluttered up, and, and it's kind of dingy, too. Yeah, that's so, too. Seems to be an awful lot of dirt and dust around. Folks like to buy in a nice, 
clean, bright, and airy place. They like to go in a store like that. Yeah, that's something to think about. I guess one of the first things we'll have to do is clean the store up. <laughs> What's the matter, Mr. Silo? <laughs> oh, nothing, Annie. I was just thinking. I guess things are going to hum in Simmons Corners when you two get started. Well, we'll do our best, anyhow. Hey, doesn't that sound exciting? And with Annie and Joe doing their best in Jake's store, I'll bet we do see business start to hum for the Emporium. Yes, sir, there's loads of fun ahead for Annie and Joe. And plenty of excitement, too. You just wait and see. And now, if any of you boys and girls haven't sent in for your orphan Annie birthstone ring yet, listen carefully, because I'm going to tell you exactly how you can get this ring with your own special birthstone in it to make it your personal birthday ring. Say, will you be surprised when you see how bright and shining it is. Because... It's a genuine gold-plated ring, finished in genuine 24-karat gold plate, with a special rose-gold finish over that. And what's more, it's an automatic fitting ring, so it's sure to fit your finger exactly right where you wear it. And just wait till you see the birthstone that's set in this ring. It's a handmade, simulated birthstone that was specially imported from Europe, and it has 42 facets or sides to it to make it shine and sparkle just like a real jewel does. And best of all, remember, Annie sees that you get your own special birthstone in your ring. Yes, sir, you get the right birthstone for your birthday month. For example, if your birthday comes in October like Annie's does, she sends you a beautiful simulated rose zircon in your ring. And I just wish you could see the other birthstones for all the other different months. There are simulated sparkling white sapphires for April. Beautiful green spinels that look like emeralds for the month of May. And simulated fiery red rubies for everybody born in July. And boy, are they beauty. And remember, you get the right birthstone for your birthday month. And besides that, the birthday ring you get shows everybody the exact month in which your birthday comes. Spelled out right on your ring, close to the stone. And in the same way, it shows a special birthday sentiment for your month. Say, can't you see how surprised all your friends will be when they see you wearing a beautiful ring like that? You know, we've seen some rings with imported simulated birthstones like these selling for as much as two to four dollars in the stores. But you can't buy one of these orphan Annie birthday rings anywhere because they were made up specially just for Annie's friends who drink Ovaltine. And then you can get one for only ten cents in coin and just one Ovaltine aluminum seal. Just think of getting a big bargain like that, so don't miss it, but send in for yours right now. Remember, here's all you have to do. Just print your name and address plainly on a piece of paper. Next, put down your birthday month, showing the exact month in which you were born. Then, just send it in together with all of that thin, round aluminum seal from underneath a lid of a can of Ovaltine and also ten cents in coin. Mail it to Little Orphan Annie, Chicago, Illinois. Or if you live in Canada, mail it to Ovaltine, Peterborough, Ontario, that's all there is to it. But remember, be sure to put down your exact birthday month so Annie will know what kind of birthstone to have put in your ring. And be sure to put in the Ovaltine seal and also ten cents in coin when you send your letter into Annie. And then Annie will send you your beautiful gold-plated birthstone ring just as fast as she can. So get busy this very night. And be here right in the dot tomorrow at 5.45 because nobody wants to miss out on the fun of our first day tending store with Annie and Joe. That'll be tomorrow at 5.45, remember. Until then, goodbye. Based on Harold Gray's comic strip, which was influenced by the sinister James Whitcomb Riley poem Little Orphan to Annie, penned in 1885, Little Orphan Annie was first broadcast in April of 1931. It was the first of the children's afternoon serials. Annie was immensely popular with its young audience, who thrilled to the adventures of the perpetual ten-year-old. Adopted by the Silo family in rural Tompkins Corners, Annie spent her time suppressing evildoers in the tiny town with the assistance of her dog Sandy and faithful companion Joe Corntassel. 
She later branched out to take on the forces of evil throughout the world, her efforts often aided by various other crime-fighting children. Recurring characters included Oliver Daddy Warbucks, billionaire wartime military industrialist with a heart of gold, and his sidekick Punjab the Giant, both of whom first appeared in the Grey comic strip. And for those who think that current politics have reached a low point, Grey was so incensed by Roosevelt's New Deal policies that he killed off Warbucks in the comic strip and only revived him when he'd heard that Roosevelt had died. The show was initially and memorably sponsored by Ovaltine, which heavily promoted Annie premiums. Before its final broadcast in 1943, Ovaltine abandoned Annie in favor of Captain Midnight. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.